What's up, y'all? It's Patrick. Hey, loves. It's Patricia. We live two different lives in two different life stages. Yes, but we are passionate about our faith, our fitness, and our crazy loving family. We are siblings, and this is our story. Hey loves, what's up? Ayo. So. So. Since everybody is, um, well kids are back in school, that is usually the signal of traffic time. Traffic, traffic, looking for my chapstick, got a feeling kind of car sick, there's a Ford Maverick. Yep. Don't act like, yep. Don't mm-hmm. act like you don't know. Don't act like you haven't seen Malibuti just because you're listening to what? a Christian podcast. Don't act like you haven't seen the movie. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Or I think I'm saying it wrong. No. Malibute. I think that's uh. the correct terminology. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'm literally blushing right now. Because <laughs> of what you just said. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so since kids are back in school, I'm sure plenty of you are dealing with traffic and, you know, adding maybe ten or fifteen minutes more to your drive time or whatever that may be for you. Um, and of course, once again, my brother has. I'm I'm telling you guys, literally, we could be talking about anything, especially if it's a deep conversation, and he can throw an analogy out there about or relate it back to something that's going on in life that just makes so much sense, and we were, uh, <laughs> me, Patrick, and Ashlyn uh, were on our way to dinner, and Patrick came up with this. Because there was literally an accident on the an side accident. of the road. <laughs> and he was like, Psh, idea for a Blocking podcast. Blocking me from uh, <laughs> the tacos and guacamole that I wanted to eat. Right. Rude. <laughs> so, um, we want to just kind of relate it back to what traffic is in your life. Or what may causing traffic in your life right now. Um. So, like we were talking about an accident, um, I feel like that's such an awesome um, perspective on when you're passing an accident and you get sidetracked, you start thinking of what just happened and you're staring at it and you're trying to still focus on what you're doing and what you're, how you're driving, but you're also wanting to know what's happening over here. Um, and how it's important to focus on your lane and what you're doing. Um, I think this is a great example in life in the sense of, let's say, maybe you had a disagreement with somebody, um, or maybe there's gossip going on in your workplace, or, um, maybe something like some friction or drama or something happening happening in your family and there's a lot of like he said and she said and you you know you get so 
like almost excited, like, ooh, I want to know, I want to know. And it's the same thing relating back to an accident. It's like you want to know what's happening and you want to look. And it's like you can't help but stare at it. But at the same time, it distracts you. And you really should get your focus back on God and on your lane and where you're going in your life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So true. I mean, I think if we just imagine ourselves literally on the road, I mean, you may be listening to this in your car, quite honestly, and you're sitting in traffic, and it could be caused by an accident, right? So it's important to remember there's two sides to this interaction. So you have the person literally in the accident, uh, which could have been you. Mm. Um, And the reality is accidents often impact lots of people in unintended ways. Like no one had the accident Mm -hmm. thinking, oh man, I can't wait to back up everybody's commute. Right. No one's thinking that way. And for whatever reason, like we, I won't say we, I'll say I, I mean, I get frustrated. I'm like, why is this happening? Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to go to work and I I don't put myself in that person's shoes. And what makes it even worse is when we drive by and we stare at this person's accident, right? We just, we aren't approaching it with compassion. We're approaching it with frustration oftentimes. And, you know, when accidents happen in our lives, the last thing we want is this outward judgment and this outward shame, which a lot of times is what hinders people from being able to move on and being able to find healthy outlets to practice, to process the accidents in their life is because Mm. they don't turn to healthy church communities. They don't, they don't turn to places that will help them to process things like counseling, things like that to process it clearly simply because the paralyzing nature of I got in an accident, everybody's frustrated with the fact that I got in this accident, everybody's staring at me and we just can't get past that. So we got to find ways to number one, put ourselves in that person's shoes. And then number two, like how do we health in a healthy way process being in traffic caused by an accident of someone else's doing? Well, if we, pray for that person it helps us to really fix our eyes on where we where we should be it helps us to be more compassionate and most importantly it helps us to uh, maintain our lane in a healthy manner so we're in traffic because of something we can't control but if we Mm -hmm. take ourselves out of it and pray about it it helps me to now I'm not going to sit here and act like I do this everything every single time because I don't most of the time, I'm just mad. But in an ideal world, if I pray about it yeah. or pray for that person, it resets my mind so that the time I'm spending stuck in this traffic feels a lot less burdensome. Yeah, that's so true. Um, another good one is merging. You know, merging means allowing someone else in, um, someone you don't know, or even letting the person next to you with their blinker on in in front of you. Um, I think this is the same as a new person in your life or meeting new people or maybe like a change in your life. Um, And the fact of 
almost kind of slowing down or taking a step back and um, experiencing it and allowing it to happen because it has to happen. Um, And I don't know, like, how would you explain it? So, I mean, I think, I mean, practically speaking, when we oftentimes merging happens when we're transitioning. Mm-hmm. whether we're getting off the interstate and going to an exit, right? Yeah. Or there's, I don't know, construction of some sort. So we mm-hmm. have to detour, right? These are the things that cause us to merge. Mm-hmm. So change and transition is already makes people a little bit anxious. Yeah. And at the same time, when we if we let that anxiety take over, we tend to approach the process of merging with a me mm-hmm. first mentality. And that's when you start seeing people sneak in instead of like, hey, let's work together and do you go, I go, you go, I go. Instead of doing that, right, we approach merging with the me first mentality. We don't let people into our lives. We don't process change well. And that's really a lose lose for everyone. It creates more congestion, more confusion, more traffic, and less positivity and traction moving through. The traffic so from a, I mean a very practical standpoint we really have two options we can learn to process merging in our life and transitions in our life better or we can have outside entities or authorities do it for us by putting a light there <laughs> that tells which lane when to go right. to artificially force you to merge together mm-hmm. so we we see this in career we see this in church communities right as we Mm -hmm. you know with church plants and merging different communities together uh neighborhoods and hoas like every time transition happens and people need to work together towards a common goal um i mean politics is a great example also Mm -hmm. when those things happen we have to find ways to not get stuck in a me first mentality because it's really unhealthy for everyone involved at that point. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and police, they are there to protect us. They are there to protect the roads, to make sure that we are slowing down, um, that we're not, you know, going too fast. And, um, it's just like, I don't know, in life when you're going after something and maybe God sees it as it's maybe not safe for you or it's not a good path for you and he redirects you in a different direction or puts somebody like a police officer in your way and is like, Hey, you need to slow down for your own safety, for your own protection. Um, and it can be frustrating at times because you're like, oh, I'm getting pulled over. Or, oh, why is this, you know, why is this police officer making me get into this other lane or whatever it may be? Um, but there's always a reason for it. And instead of getting frustrated, we should look at it in the perspective of he's there to protect us, to shield us in the right direction or to keep us safe. Yeah, so true. So true. I mean, 
God's very similar to a police officer in this mm-hmm. in this analogy. Um, you know, he's often looking at the greater good, right? Mm-hmm. So in many ways, we may see the police officer telling us a detour, telling us to stop. Yeah. You know, in our, our initial sin nature at our me first mentality, we get frustrated. Mm-hmm. In many ways, you know, God may tell us, like, don't take that next career move or don't um, address that relationship in that way. Whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, he may give us the same stop signals for things that we don't really see yet, right? For reasons that aren't right in front of our face. Mm -hmm. Because like the police officer, I tend to process it like the police officer is telling me what not to do. Mm -hmm. What I forget is oftentimes a police officer is protecting me from what someone else, a mistake someone else often makes, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of times with, when God is processing um, how to guide us as be- as believers, it's not so much. It's almost like defensive driving, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so it's not so much that he's like telling us we're terrible yeah. and um, correcting us in this severe and negative way. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it can be as simple as, listen, I'm your father and I love you and I want the best for you. And I understand not only your strengths and weaknesses and your tendencies, but I also understand the evil one and how he's working not only in you, but in the people around you mm-hmm. and allowing me to provide you that extra step of guidance will help me to protect you from things like accidents yeah. on the road of life. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, now this is something that everyone has dealt with and that's being stuck in the slow lane. Hmm. I live there. It's my right? favorite. It's my favorite <laughs> that's lane. That's my. That's my favorite lane. I'm like, <laughs> all right. Listen, I'm gonna get there when I get there. Right. You do you, man. You want to go 90? Yeah. That's you. That's you, bro. I'm over here, 65 in it. Oh 65 in it. <laughs> like go around. I'm totally fine with mm-hmm. it. No shame. Right. Um. But you're sitting there and you see. I mean, you can look to your left and your right and you can see maybe the other lanes are going faster or the other people are flying by you. Um, And it's the same thing as if maybe you have some friends or you're on Instagram or something like that and you see like this person's going on this vacation or this person's buying this brand new house or this brand new car and all of these things or this person's being, you know, is really successful in their business um, or they're meeting all their workout goals or whatever it is that they're doing. And you're thinking like, oh, well, why am I stuck where I'm at or why am I here and not there? And um, instead of looking at it in that perspective, which trust me, I'm guilty of that, too. Um, it's the time always remember that you're in that place for that reason. Um, And God is, he's there and he wants you to be patient. Um, And that's your time to be grateful and be thankful for where you are and focus on your life. Um, And 
be grateful for your friends or your family and where they're at in their life. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's the best way to process. I mean, when someone goes flying by you, um, you know, the initial instincts are either A, what are they doing and why are they doing it? Mm-hmm. Which it's important to remember, right? Your lane is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Their lane is theirs. It's not your job to mitigate their risk, right? right. You haven't been put in that role of authority. Mm-hmm. God has. And it's also important to remember that the next option, which is catching up, right? If we just attempt to catch up, right? We try to keep up with the Joneses. We try to, you know, go on vacations and do all these kinds of things. Not that going on vacation is bad, but just the the concept of trying to do all these things because that's what you see other people doing, not for right. your own fulfillment, right? Right. If right. you're going at your pace and part of your pace for your family is going on a vacation once a year and that's something you've budgeted for, do that at your mm-hmm. pace and enjoy every second of it. Don't fall in the trap of trying to go on 15 vacations simply because your neighbor's doing that. There's so many, like trying to go 90 because the guy next to you is going 90. Mm-hmm. Nothing positive is going to come from that. Right. And we recognize that in this simple concept, in this simple analogy. But mm-hmm. when we start to apply that to career, to family, to friends, like you're talking about, we instantly erase it and instantly forget. We get caught in the comparison trap. And next thing you know, you're over here trying to go 90 and you're uncomfortable going that speed. Right. 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 And you're, I mean, you're doing it for, you don't even know what reason you're doing it for. You get mm-hmm. into it and you're like, why am I even going this fast? Like this right. is nonsense. Right. But I mean, you just caught it, get caught up in your sin nature and the trappings of just comparison and, it's just important to hit that reset button, spend time thinking about your lane and your journey. We don't do that nearly enough. It's it's easier mm-hmm. to stay in your lane when you're very aware of why you're in that lane. Right. Right. If you know your direction, like I'm in this lane, I'm going slower than this person over here because I'm about to get off at this exit up ahead of me. Right. Then staying in your lane makes sense. But Mm -hmm. when you spend zero time thinking about the direction of your life, thinking about um, God's will for your life and the Mm -hmm. path he's got you on. Right. Yeah, you're going to get lost. You're going to get caught up in the wind. You're going to get caught up in just all kinds of mess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And last one that we um, came up with is signals and signs and how... They are put on the road to guide us in the right direction or to warn us. <laughs> and when I was thinking about this one, I was like, man, this makes so much sense because there's so many times that God is always putting signs and signals in our path and giving us the option to stay on the highway or get off the highway Yep. turn on that left blinker before I merge over like there's so many times that he shows up but how many times have I missed it 
or how many times have I, um, or I'm not paying attention, or I intentionally don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't put on my left blinker and just move over, um, or don't use my signal. Um, and I just want want you guys to like think about that, like. When are there times in your life that you know that God is leading you in a certain direction or has led you and you have gone the complete opposite direction on purpose or maybe even you're going so fast that you don't even see the sign and it's time for you to slow down mm-hmm. and look for it. And looking for it is making the time to look for it. And that's through prayer and through uh, reading your Bible and, you know, taking the time to maybe jot down jot down your thoughts or something like that so that you're able to find it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you, towards the end, you kind of sent a light bulb off for me Mm -hmm. you know this is this is simple but i think it can also be profound i mean if you don't spend time learning to read the signs Mm -hmm. they will always be meaningless Mm. they'll always be and we forget oftentimes in our spiritual walk if i mean if we aren't in a daily rhythm of spending time with God and being in tune with, you know, the Holy Spirit and things of that nature. Like he can be throwing boulders at you and you are, I mean, they're not directional. Yeah. Um, not because he's not working on guiding your life, but mm. because you aren't reading the signs. Um, yeah. And the same is true for, you know, people outside of ourselves. I mean, oftentimes, I mean, just imagine a world where, you know, everybody, everybody has the ability to drive without having to take a driver's test. I mean, mm-hmm. that's essentially the world that we live in as far as morality and moral fiber. And you've got a world where we're all living in an ecosystem mm-hmm. and you've got some people operating by christian morals right Mm -hmm. and that based on that letter of the law uh, as far as driving goes um and then you've got people who aren't Mm -hmm. that would be the (laughs) i mean that would be the equivalent of having some people driving that have a driver's license right some people that don't Mm -hmm. and anybody with any common sense can see if we did that and you know if you had people driving all over the place on a regular basis without a driver's license like obviously there would be more accidents i don't think anyone would deny that and we can't get we can't get frustrated about the fact that there may be more accidents in life because there are fewer people uh, in our day-to-day life that have a driver's license that are spending time in god's word that are spending time focused on his direction for their life we have to remember that the fact that we do have those resources that we do have that connection and the gift of relationship with him to guide our life is just 
that a gift Mm -hmm. and the fact that someone doesn't someone else doesn't have it have it isn't a reason for us to beat them down with our bible or you know scream at them about fire and brimstone or whatever else it's a reason for us to be thankful and to reach out to them and pray Mm -hmm. for them and say listen i want to help you drive so that you don't crash this often yeah Ooh, so good um the only problem is i can't drive i have to (laughs) I, I guess in this analogy, it would be, <laughs> it would be, I want to uh, point you in the direction of the world's greatest driver so they can help you crash. Not Maybe not so often. <laughs> right. No, I think um, we both have the nickname of grandma and grandpa driver for sure. Yes. So I'm like, nope, I don't need to go fast. I need to go to speed limit. <laughs> Mainly because I'm usually like in my own thoughts and yes, not really. I'm not going to say not paying attention to the people around me because mom would be very upset if I said that. I know. <laughs> I'm always paying attention to everybody around me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always. I only focus no. in the car. That's all I do. I don't think. I focus right. and yeah. focus. Yeah, I mean, I think this is... Um, Simple in many ways, but also, I I mean, I think it does speak a lot of tangible truth. I hope that it speaks a lot of tangible truth um, as we process accidents in our life, remembering that they're just that, they're accidents, right? Yeah. They aren't permanent. We need to be thankful. Um, Hopefully everybody's not injured, right? Think Mm -hmm. about the things we can be thankful for in those moments, Pray mm-hmm. for the people impacted in those moments. Yes. Merging transition happens in life. Mm-hmm. And people are going to come and go in our lives. It's going to create friction. And the best way to process that is to focus first on not having a me first mentality. If we can mm-hmm. start with that step, right? The merging process is almost always going to go smoother. Police and authority is often not in our life to tell us what we're doing wrong. God's right. number one goal is not to tell you what you're doing wrong. If anything, it's it's the opposite, right? It's to redeem what he knows you are going to do wrong. Right. The purpose of his authority is often to, when it is correction-driven, is often defensive driving, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's hoping to guide your life not so much because he knows, partially because he knows what your tendencies are, but oftentimes because he knows that the tendencies of the enemy mm. um, on your life and how mm-hmm. he will attack you and his goal is to guard you from that. Uh, and then as we talk about events in the slow lane, like the comparison traps a real thing and we have to guard ourselves from that. And then signals and signs like you alluded to reading the signs Um, Mm -hmm. is important and in order for us to read the signs we have to spend time with the author of said system and said signs in this example god (laughs) (laughs) right so as we um wrap up today um we want you to just we just want to leave you with just focus on your path your lane in your progress at the end of the day it's all that matters all right 
Have a great week. Love you guys. See ya. If you liked this episode, I'm going to need you to do all the stuff that my sister is about to talk about. If you guys would love to spend more time with us, go ahead and please subscribe and rate our podcast. And if you want to connect with us and do this thing called Life Together, follow us on Instagram at connect.patrick.patricia. And we can't wait to hear from you soon. Men, remember, meek is strong. And ladies, be your true self. Have a great week.